This is Touchpoint True Stories, a podcast featuring real people sharing stories from their love and sex lives. Today's story was recorded at the Touchpoint Town Hall in New York City. Be advised, the following episode features adult content and may not be suitable for children. Forever. It seems to be the holy grail of romantic relationships. So we celebrate couples that stay together a very long time and think of relationships as unsuccessful when they end. But these beliefs can often make us feel pressured to stay in bad relationships for too long and convince us that what we have, regardless of how toxic, is the best it gets. In this week's story, we hear from a woman who stayed in a sexless marriage for 25 years until one day she discovered a secret that would change her life forever. It was August 2001. We were dropping our daughter off at college and she needed a razor to shave her legs. My husband had left the hotel room, so I went into his travel bag and what I found there was a clue to our 25-year disastrous marriage. I took out what looked like some kind of a sex toy, like a dildo, only it wasn't really that. And he'd rejected me so much and there'd been so little sex in the marriage that there were no things as sex toys, so I didn't know what it was. And when I went home, When we got home, I asked him about it. And he got defiant with me and he said, it's a butt plug. He said, I travel all the time and I'm entitled to my pleasure. And that was the beginning of unraveling the secret that was showing up every month as he was home on my computer. There was reams and reams and reams of porn pouring in. And what I found out was he was living a secret life as a porn addict with a dominatrix in another state. Uh, His behavior became erratic, it became angrier, and five terrified months later, I filed for divorce. For the next several years, I did therapy. I did the 12 steps of Al-Anon, whatever I could to heal from it. But I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't date. I couldn't, I, I wasn't, I didn't hate men. I was terrified of my choices. My dad had been an alcoholic. And since my husband didn't drink, I thought I had dodged the addiction bullet. But no. My therapist told me it was my childhood wound revisited. She also told me I had post-traumatic stress around men. It hurt me because I have a wonderful son and I wanted to heal this thing. So seven years later, after doing energy work and Al-Anon and spiritual work and the whole gamut, I said to God, please heal this and make it fun. I was guided to a women's empowerment group around sexuality, which led to orgasmic meditation and Tantra. And in both practices under very structured settings, the men were taught to truly give a woman pleasure without any expectation of receiving anything in return. I had tried online dating. I was bad at it, it didn't work. And so I went to these events and I was always the oldest woman in the room, which was embarrassing, but I needed to heal and to find men who were learning to be conscious about women and and touching women's bodies and women's sexuality. And I also had a hard time speaking my own needs. I didn't know how to do it. But this work helped me because the guys were learning too. And they were so open and so giving that it gave me this very deep sense, it it helped me to heal this deep sense of rejection that I was carrying in my body. And many of them became my friends. It was amazing and it flipped my whole idea upside down about relationship. So getting back to what I was saying before, my marriage had been traditional. I stayed home, I raised the kids, he went to work, brought home the money, and we never talked about it. I tried many times to discuss it, to redefine it if we needed to, but he wouldn't. 
And he said to me, this is the way you do it, and that's it. We were both unhappy, but I couldn't change it without him. So what's happened in the past 10 years? I've had a few tantric lovers. One lasted a year, and it was fun. And after that, I went to study Tantra for real. I became an advanced certified Tantra educator. And about a year and a half ago, something different happened. After a Tantra weekend, people are encouraged to take phone numbers so that we can practice, just practice the, what we're learning. And this much younger guy came up to me, kind of a shy guy, and he asked for my number. I don't often give it out, but he was nice, and so I said, okay. And he came over a few weeks later, and he gave me a Tantric massage. Now, while it's a full body massage, the men are taught to come and bring flowers for the woman and serve her like a goddess, and there is to be no kissing and no intercourse, and he's to keep his pants on. He did all of that wonderfully. <laughs> he, scheduled, he scheduled another time. And finally, after our third session was totally over and complete, he said, can I kiss you? And I said, okay. <laughs> I was unnerved by our age difference. He was 35 years old, but it was lovely. And as time went on, his text got more romantic, and he said, I love talking to you, being in your presence, touching you, and the relationship built. And now he comes over every week with flowers, a bottle of wine, and now he calls me almost every day. But, but, I tried to end it a few times, mostly because of the age difference, until he said to me, are you going to stop trying to kick me to the curb? After a while, when it was about to get really become sexual, I asked him to get sex tested. I'm a big one for safe sex. He agreed. I did the same. And as the relationship has gone deeper, we continue to define it, to talk about it, to experiment with it, which is something I never had with my husband. It was like, we're in it. We're in it together. And one of the most vulnerable requests I made was that he stay overnight sometimes and hold me. A therapist told me before that when I became intimate with someone, I should ask for that. My husband never slept for me for the last 15 slept with me for the last 15 years of our marriage and I hadn't slept with anybody in years and I didn't think I could. My lover stayed over and he held me through the night and he's done that more than once. He's not only been a great lover, but he's been a healer for me. I think I've done the same for him. He was hurt by some other women and I give him so much appreciation and so much respect and pleasure, I might add. Um, <laughs> so so I don't know, like, how do you define this relationship? It's not easy. It's so opposite of every belief I've ever had. Being raised Catholic, being raised traditionally, like, it's so different from everything. But he has been so present for me that I'm learning to trust. And I know when it ends that I won't fall apart. That was my biggest fear. My biggest fear around other men is that I might lose myself again. And the other lesson for me is to give up the list. You know the list we all have. The list about, oh, she's got to look a certain way, or he's got to have that job, or whatever. It's gone. And I suspect his is too. And finally, in defining the relationship, for me, it's just so important that two people respect each other and want to do this together. I have no idea how long this will last, or where it's going. But I also know that thus far, this has been the most fulfilling relationship I have ever had with a man. And it's a total surprise. Perhaps we should stop using longevity as the benchmark for a relationship success. 
and instead measure its quality by the happiness of the people who are in it. After all, the point of a relationship is to discover how powerful we are and feel supported as we use our powers to bring more love into the world. I'm Jared Matthew Weiss. Thanks for listening to Touchpoint True Stories. You can find us on Instagram at at lovetouchpoint and on web at lovetouchpoint.com. We'll see you next time. Here we go.